Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm joined here by Carol and Thomas and Debbie Singh. How are you going, girls? Good, good. Hello, Lena and the world. <laughs> We're so glad that you can join us. We're um, kicking off a, a new podcast series on rejection strongholds. Um, going on from our last podcast series, which was on self-talk, which we think flows on really well from one another. Um, Carolyn, do you want to talk a bit about self-talk and how it's related? Yeah, well, you know, the self-talk comes out of your belief systems and it's out of those belief systems as well that we form strongholds to actually try and protect those. So they really do go hand in hand. And I guess if, if you look at it, um, it would start with the belief system and the stronghold and, and basically the self-talk would be a fruit of that. And so I think it's really good that we go into rejection and strongholds because then we can actually tackle the roots. So if you haven't listened to the ones on self-talk, I'd really suggest that you listen to those as well. Yeah. So we're going to be doing well. We don't know how long this series is going to last, um, but we're going to be starting tonight and we're going to be talking about rejection strongholds and a lot of what we're sharing is going to be coming from our own personal story. So we ask that you be kind and gracious to us. Um, and um, yes, I had something amazing to say, but I've forgotten it. So we're just going to talk now Jump about how... In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking a lot from um, Joyce Meyer's book, Her, the, the Root of Rejection. Um, so she's got a quote that we're going to start off with and we will just dive in. All right, so the quote is, I believe we work harder to avoid emotional pain than we do physical pain. Therefore, we build up many elaborate defense systems to protect our emotions from the pain of rejection. Self-made walls are one such defense system. We put up an invisible but real wall between us and anyone who might be able to, to hurt us. Do you girls agree with this statement? Yeah, I do. I, it was a bit of a funny one for me to first off actually look at and think about and I thought, oh, never actually thought about that before. But, yeah, the more you think about it, the more I think, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any woman who wouldn't agree with that. But yeah. I don't know, that's just... That's what no, I agree with that, Debbie, and I think that's what's so um, liberating. You know, the enemy, and I've, I've mentioned this before in other podcasts, you'd like us to stay isolated, mm. and as you said there, we'd be hard-pressed to find a woman that hasn't struggled with this or hasn't done that, and, mm. and that is why the enemy wants us to be isolated, not talk about these things, because then it just, you know, gets, you know, you're isolated, you think you're dealing with it your own, you think it's just you that thinks like that, and and there's such a freedom in breaking these open and talking and actually realising, wow, everybody else does have this problem as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I remember when we did, us girls at Lifehouse, we did captivating series of studies. We um, came together and did that all together. And um, I was so amazed at all the crazy things that I thought were just me were actually all things that we did together as women. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen. So you either not as crazy as you thought or you've got Everyone's more crazy than you thought. <laughs> <than you're laughs> so you knew you were in the right place. <laughs> 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 yes, everyone's normal till you get to know <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, have you girls ever built defence systems yourself or had like come across someone who sort of building that against you and you're battling with that yeah look i know i've definitely done that at various stages of my life and as you said debbie if we're honest you know i think we all have um and and for me i've put up those invisible walls usually in the form of declarations or vows 
and a lot of that originated as a child and it's things that are made in you know vows that are made in my mind that I wouldn't have necessarily been able to articulate there mm -hmm. or understand but as an adult I've come to see what they really were were things like I won't expect from you I can't trust you um, you've let me down again, you've disappointed me, so I'm not going to, and this is where the invisible wall comes in, it's that vow of I'm not going to let you close to me again, I'm not going to let you right into to near my heart or into my inner circle, I'm going to keep my private thoughts and feelings to myself, I'm never going to share deeply with you, and you know, as I said, a lot of times that comes in as a child, but it can come in throughout your life in different situations, mm -hmm. but um, you know, they definitely walls, it's that emotional keeping people out and you don't necessarily realise that you're doing it, but you do do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. a lot of my story, um, you know, like a lot of wounding can occur in our childhood. I mean, later on in life, that can be some really significant, devastating events. But, you know, just walking out into my teenage years with, you know, so much like rejection issues and like from um, with like agreements that I had no value to like, like similar to Carolyn, you know, I can't trust anyone, I have to do this on my own. Um, yeah, and just not allowing these sort of relationships to really go on a deep level. Mm. Uh, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking at first, I thought, oh, we, we kind of have to sometimes put up these. Well, uh, this is where my brain was going with this, but I was thinking like, that um, I felt like I've kind of had to put up these, these defence systems you know, in certain, to a certain degree, you know, sometimes having a bit of a wall is, is healthy because you need to distance yourself from certain people. But when um, when I thought about, you know, the things that, again, like you were both saying, you know, about the beliefs that you had thought of and um, or what did you call them? The, like the... Um, oh, the vows. Yeah, the vows, vows that's yeah. it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like as, as the... Um, the quote said earlier about we develop these elaborate systems and I think um, I've, yeah, I've found some really elaborate ways sometimes like from from everything from hiding behind my kids as at, later as in, in life to just not giving out too much information on myself to, you know, there can be small things or, or yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think for me... I sent off a big, you know, negative vibe to anyone to build up these big walls, but I just kind of knew that I had to distance myself from yeah. certain people. And, I mean, it, you know, it can take years, like you say, it doesn't necessarily look apparent and it's just a little brick at a time. Mm. And, I mean, I like what you said and I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, at times you might have to distance yourself from people and stuff. And I think that's a, just a bit slightly different because, mm. you know, the stronghold yeah. would be where it's a result of a wrong belief system. Yeah. Whereas that, that may just be a case of, well, um, you know, the word is convicting me about my company keep or I've got yeah. maturity or I am wise and mature and who I'm actually opening my heart to and it's not stemming out of a, um, a hurt or wound or whatever. So yeah. that, that is yeah. important to be wise yeah. and, and who you're open to and how much you give up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lena. No, I was just going to say, is there like a specific example that we could give, like a story or something that someone that comes to mind where they can talk about? How happened and ended up being a like a vow agreement. Well, you know, I just um, for me, I guess it was what I said earlier. Things like you know, I can't trust you. I won't expect from you. And 
and it looks like shutting down emotionally. I'm not going to share, but, you know, I um, can I just talk a little bit about sort of leadership and, and, and ministry mm. and dealing with this as well? Um, I've had um, friendships or what, or what I've regarded as friendships where I've been, I'm a pretty open, transparent person. What you see is, is basically what you get. And I'm very open and sharing myself emotionally. And, um, you know, I can remember about, oh, must have been about 20 years ago, um, David and I had the moderator of our denomination and his wife, that's like the honcho basically, um, coming to stay at our high school weekend and that and ministering at the church. And I can remember his wife talking to me and just um, cautioning me about, you know, be careful in my friendships. And, and you know, I was a young pastor's wife then. <laughs> You know, that typical um, pastor's wife thing and, and, and not really confident in my own ministry, my own self, but just cautioning me about um, being careful who I had as my friendships, you know, whilst being in leadership. And I can remember at the time thinking that she was really cynical and, and jaded and, you know, sort of warning me about it and, and basically saying <laughs> it can be really lonely in leadership and you have to be careful. And, you know, as a young young girl then thinking, oh, no, you know, she's just being hurt or whatever. But... I've really learned, um, especially where, you know, you, you go into new situations and things, I'm very open very quickly and, and you, you know, it takes time to, to gauge where people are maturity-wise and their spiritual maturity and stuff. And, and so you, you've got to have a balance, mm -hmm. especially in leadership of you, can, you, you are transparent because you need to be in, you know, you want to show people that and whatever, but... Um, Sometimes I have underestimated where people are in terms of the maturity and what they can handle. And so I've found that um, that's been used against me, you know, friendships where I've underestimated their maturity. And, um, yeah, so, you know, and, and then I've had wounds from that where I have to put up a wall because it's been used against me. And so I'm going to shut down emotionally. And, and, you know, I've often lamented about this today, but, you know, every time something I'm like, oh, you know, it's been misconstrued or used against me or whatever, and why have I done it again? And, you know, he's been awesome. He just keeps reminding me because it's like, well, I can't almost help myself. It's just who I am. And he's like, no, that's fine. It's good. You've got the maturity to handle it. If it gets used against you, misconstrued, so be it. That's who God designed you mm -hmm. to be. And you just keep being who you are and being transparent. I don't know if I've really gone off topic there, but anyway, <laughs> hopefully not. So it's all wisdom someone needs to hear. Um, I remember growing up as a reaction to um, things that I really shut down my heart, my um, emotions. I wouldn't allow myself to feel or express emotions. I literally felt like my heart was like a rock, like cement, like, you know, ice, all those lovely sort of words. Bottled, I bottled everything up. Um, wouldn't really the only emotion I really expressed was anger and that was only if no one else was around could I allow something out you know I couldn't I struggled to cry for a really long time um that's like how shut down I made my emotions um because that would make me weak mm. um I didn't want to give like anything away to give someone leverage over me because then they would know how to hurt me and they would just do it again um like even to the extent like my terms um the words that i would describe my emotions i could like list on one hand because i wouldn't allow myself to have a depth of emotion that would require anything more than angry <laughs> happy <laughs> <It's sad. laughs> yeah.
Mm. Yeah, so, so we need to yeah. have a little card for you with the faces. So rejected. Yeah, so that was like a result of rejection in my life's um, emotions. And you know, there's all different things that we can do. We can, you know, with our speech, we might be super critical. We might be um, just like over the top and intense with friendships because we don't want someone to reject us or we can never allow friendships in because we don't want them to reject us. Mm. You know, there's so many different ways. Like say you have an argument with your husband and you go on the defensive straight away even if it's something that they have merit in saying because you just wouldn't, you know, don't want to open yourself up to that possibility of being wrong. And I think what you say is important, Nina, that we point out as well, that these defence systems come into place to guard against possible rejection. Yeah. yeah. And we will talk a lot in length about rejection. Definitely. Yeah. There's so many amazing ways that we can come up with these defence systems. And some of the things that we can build up actually make us look really good for the world. Like, say mm. you have, like, def- like um like striving and like perfectionism and that sort of those defense systems that actually make you succeed really well in the world but if you're not in jesus and it's all for naught anyway anyone else all right let's move on to the next um so let's talk a bit about um more about the self-made walls of of defense systems so let's read 2 corinthians 10 or um, part B of the verse, um, and verse 5. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Okay, so these invisible walls, the Bible calls them strongholds. So, girls, what is your understanding of the term stronghold? And I just want to point out there that I put that in just to show there that the scripture does talk about strongholds. And I mean, we'll talk more about the rest of the arguments and pretension and what they look like, but just to, to lay out yeah, there that it does talk about strongholds. Can I, um, I've got a, yeah, to, I'll give you a definition just from the dictionary of strongholds and then just add my own thoughts on just that. Just my work. I was going to look sorry, that up too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. First definition from Same. Well, I actually have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I did too. I didn't have much in it. <laughs> but I just, you know, there were some things in there that really were good that I just wanted to pull out. So, um, definition of fortress. I mean, that you could do a whole study mm. on just the word fortress. A defensible place, a major center, or an area of predominance. And then I went and looked up predominance, and it means. Um, having power, influence or control to dominate or have control over. So that's quite heavy, isn't mm. it, um, the stronghold. And so to put it simply, though, in, in, in my own words, basically a stronghold's an area in which we held in bondage due to a certain wrong way of thinking. Um, they're false belief systems that hold us in bondage because um, and they hold us out of freedom because our behaviours and all our responses and our interactions from people basically come out of what we believe. Mm. And so it can be a false belief system about a situation, about people, even about God. And, you know, I have to say that usually if we trace it right back to the root, you'll find that you've developed an offense against God as well. 
you've got wrong belief system. It may not start out in, in that way as an offence against God or unbelief against Him, but in the end, if you trace it right that, back because of your hurt and the wounding and whatever and this false belief, you actually end up projecting it onto God as well. You know, it's that kind of thing that I need to look after myself. Um, so you may be thinking that's about everybody else or I can't trust people, I've got to look after themselves. But bottom line, if you take it back, you're actually doing the same and saying, I don't trust God. And, and to dismantle it, we really have to get to that point where we can say that I can trust God to look after me no matter what man does to me. And that's quite hard often, you know. Yeah. We might not think we're holding it against God as well, but when it comes to it, we should then, if we really fully trust in him and that, be able to relate to all these people, even when they do all this to us and actually not have those barriers towards them because we know we are trusted. So. I really like the, um, the in the definition, like the fortified part of it. I've never really thought of stronghold being like that. Um, but, yeah, I was, thinking, I was thinking through that and how, you know, us, we design these strongholds specifically to fend off attack you know we do fortify it you know um we fend off what is opposite to the stronghold so you know we build these little strongholds and we fend off the truth actually getting in and we you know build up this case for the lie um you know we can't be set free from that unless we actually choose to step outside of it mm -hmm. um because it's specifically um designed to defend against opposite attack and you know that word fortress is interesting when I was looking at definition and you know fortress it's really interesting as well because if you look through the book of uh, if you look through Psalms and Proverbs in particular there are so many places where it talks about God being your fortress your safe yeah. tower, you're strong so so really we build these ourselves to try and protect and, and I mean the answer to all and tearing down is to make God that and he's saying run to me and he will be our strong fortress mm. he will be so it's quite interesting that just how many times the, the word tells you so I mean even in that there's a recognition you know by God that he will be there to protect yeah. you whatever that I mean, obviously, he knows we do these, we build them up, and there's so much emphasis there about letting him be your fortress and your strong tower and your mm. own part, yeah. But it's like, whose fortress are you in? Are you in your own yes. self-built fortress, which yes. is actually not helpful for you at all because, right. like you were saying, you know, in, in that fortress, you build up your own your bubble and your lie, yeah. or are you in, you know, the protection of the fortress of, of God, you know, yeah. being our fortress, so, yeah. You know, um, can I just share? I think I've shared this. Um, I had a, I had a dream a couple of years ago, um, where I was standing in the centre of um, a circle of blades. Like think of like really thick um, sword blades, but tall, taller than me. Mm. And I had all these blades around me, and I had a little button inside that I could just put my foot on and press, and the blades would retract into the ground. Um, and then when I wanted them to go up, I just stood on the button and they would come up again. And, um, you know, I got the obvious thing, okay, I've got all these blades, all these defense mechanisms and thinking, but that's all right, you know, because it was like Jesus could come in any time he wanted. I didn't mind pressing the button for him to come in and out. But God showed me he still had to stand up there and say, like, could you press the button, please, so I could come <laughs> in. So as much as I had these strongholds or fortresses, and in my case it was blades, to keep people out from hurting me, it was keeping God out as well. Yeah. yeah. Good picture. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Thanks for that one, God. <laughs> <laughs>
I was thinking I'd love to get our technical guys to actually build me some kind of platform like that that I could actually we use. Around around it. It. <laughs> yeah. I can press and it works so I can it would be such a great illustration when I'm teaching this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so where do these strongholds come from? Alright, well as as we've said that they're thought patterns or thoughts that we believe that we've held on to to protect the lies that we've believed and you know um God showed me this. I don't usually get a lot of pictures, but I had this little whole diagram that he showed me, uh, you know, probably last year about this. And, and what happens is we have a wound, okay? It could be an actual wound or it could be a perceived wound. And that gives us emotional hurt or sting. And then that gives us a message. A message comes at that point. So the minute you have emotion as well, there's always, you know, um, that can always get really charged. And and at that point of that wounding, a message comes, which is a lie. For example, you use this or whatever. And then what happens is the next step in the process is if we entertain the lie. So in other words, it's, you know, I've heard it described years ago as like a, a bird flying over your head. It just flies over, it's fine, but if it actually stops and makes a mess. So, you know, the arrows will come, the thoughts will come, the lie will be, Satan will be waiting Ways to to send that lie your way, and the minute you entertain it, in other words, you grasp onto it. It's not wrong to get the thought, but then you've got to push it straight. But the minute you entertain it, you start thinking about it. Then you start thinking about it, and then eventually, the next step is you accept it, and then the next step after that is you believe believe it, and that becomes a belief system. So there's that progression of. The wound comes and you're emotionally open, you're emotionally vulnerable and so the arrow gets fired, the thought, you entertain it, you accept it and then you believe it. And then from there, once you've believed it, you are, that's a stronghold because you've got a wrong thought, a wrong belief system and you're going to filter everything through that. And, you know, these beliefs dictate and determine our behaviour and, and the patterns that we use to protect ourselves and then these behaviours, because we act out of that towards people, it serves to entrench that wrong belief system. Because, for example, if you, you know, thinking, well, I can't trust people, they're going to let me down, your behaviours that come out of that might be to keep people's arms length or might be suspicious or very defensive. And so then people might, if you're too prickly and defensive, might not want to spend time with you. And so then it just further entrenches mm. the lie. Mm. And... Um, as you're saying, Carol, it comes in at vulnerable points that you look at a lot of um, these lies and this wounding stems from, you know, maybe our childhood when we're not mature enough to understand when something is is wrong and also like difficult times in our life, you know, loss of relationship, abusive relationship, death, illness, that sort of thing. When we're vulnerable, um, you know, so we're sort of weak pickings for the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's often where a lot of it, this is um, built and and I think what you're saying is very important, you know. Um, it's all very well, you know, like as we said, a lot of it develops, can develop in, in early childhood and as you say, when you're vulnerable and you're not even aware of it and, you know, later in life people are like, well, it's not fair that was done to me or whatever. And yes, it's not mm. fair, but the point is that we need to realise Satan doesn't care, mm. okay, and he's an opportunist so he doesn't, he doesn't care. doesn't play fair. No, and mm. he doesn't play fair and he will be waiting and he's very patient he can put something, you know, send that error at a young age when you're going to entertain it without even realising. He can wait 20, 30, 40, 50 years and then trigger mm. to get the reaction. So he's very patient and he doesn't play fair. Mm. 
And well, you think about the intended purpose of a stronghold, it's to, to weaken us. And so much of it comes in our childhood because its very purpose is to take us out before we actually realise our potential. And, you know, when I was just writing this, I just thought of the expression, okay, so as I said, a stronghold, you'll have an area of bondage in a certain, with regard to certain issues you bind. And, you know, we've heard the expression, right, it's like talking to a brick wall. <laughs> and that just really struck me as I, as I wrote that, talking mm. to, you know, you might be facing some. You, you all know you yeah. had that situation where maybe you have to talk to someone, you say it's like talking to a brick wall. And, and, and that's exactly what that stronghold is, isn't it? And because that belief is so entrenched in that person, you just cannot get through to them. They refuse to think about what you're saying or to see any differently in that particular area. And so the expression, yes, yeah, so I mm. thought that was pretty telling, hey? So, mm. Debbie, what are you? No, I'm just <laughs> I'm agreeing with what you guys are saying. Um, yeah, like I, I just think of all the times, especially, you know, when you're younger, like the things... You know, and I think one of the things that I was thinking before is that sometimes when you go back and look at where you got these wrong beliefs from and that the stronghold has taken control or taken over, then you sometimes, you can't you can't even remember where that's come in. Like I know there's things in my life that I still am not really 100% sure where or when or what particular thing was the original instigator for that. Thing, but you can see various times that you know little bits have been dropped in to make it mm. bigger and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. other bricks get added on, and like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it, you know, like they they tend to, you know, like I can think of a, a time when I didn't even know that I had, you know, like I, I didn't even know that I'd had this wrong belief, and it was just when I was doing some some healing with you and David. and he, you know, was asking me a few questions and I kind of just explained about a situation that had happened when I was younger and um, there was a, a point where I said to him, you know, I, I felt from this moment that something had shifted and, and it, like, the, you know, I don't know whether to explain. Do you want me to explain that? No, I, I don't mind explaining how much. Are we up to that part where I can explain yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Comfortable at all yeah, no, well, this, The situation was is that, um, uh, you know, I was talking about the relationship that I have with my dad and, um, you know, we've always been very close but I can remember um, a couple of incidents that had happened when I was younger and one of them was um, a, a time that he had been hurt and um, I guess spiritually hurt and you know physically physically in heartbreak sort of thing emotional yeah emotional yeah. hurt that yeah so and it was the first time I'd ever seen my dad broken and I think I was a teenager at the time and I remember when I saw him crying broken it it something shifted and I and I didn't know what it was that had shifted but from that I I went away and I had to ask God about what what that was, and I you know I didn't I didn't even know that I had had um, a problem or that I'd made some kind of belief system from that, mm. but God showed me that um, a picture of somebody just smashing through the front wall of our house and leaving this wide gap open, and He just showed me that being that my dad was the spiritual head of the house, that because someone had broken him. To me, it had felt like 
someone had broken into our house and just penetrated and that we weren't we had no um protection anymore and so from that moment on I had taken up the belief that I wasn't protected and I had to protect myself mm. and even even to the point that I didn't feel that I was protected by God mm. and yeah. so you know and you know that's been so that was when I was 13 so it's like over 20 that, years old that yeah. I didn't even know but that that's that was awesome isn't it that God showed you and yeah, yeah yeah that's really and like I said earlier you trace mm. it back down to it does go to God as well because really if we do feel protected and, and trust him and whatever then we can react differently to people but yeah mm. it does trace back down to this yeah. and that's really good I think it's important to note because you know sometimes when we're going back and trying to identify what was the original cause of that you know, we can be looking for, like, a specific action, something someone said to us, and sometimes yeah. it can also just be the absence yeah, of something. Yeah, yeah, things that weren't said that yeah. should have been yeah, said. Yeah, you know, down, or yeah. your parents didn't spend time with you, yeah. so it was the absence of yeah. the affection, not that yeah. they... You see, you. that's where I have my thing about being worthless or whatever there was the absence, like, of the emotional input and my dad just not being there to do things, mm. and, yeah. And I think as well, you know... Um, what you were saying, Debbie, it's really it's really good that we can ask the Holy Spirit to bring things to us and reveal to us. And it's to have that balance as well because sometimes we won't always get the specific where it started or whatever. And, you know, it might yeah. be nice to know yeah. but we don't, we still, you know, if we don't get it, we don't need to know that. Mm. Um, you know, it's sufficient to know that the belief system's in place and whatever. Mm. So if you don't get that, don't stress too much about yeah. having to, you know, get all the ins and outs. But... And, and it's important because um, that we do ask him to reveal it to us because even though it came in, you know, maybe we hadn't done anything or something done mm. to us because we've made the belief system and it would be contrary to God's word, it is sin. Yeah. Even though we yeah. had things done against us. And I think that for people is a big step because mm. it's hard to say to people, well, you're actually in sin when it's like, oh, this was done to me. Yeah. But, yeah. but that is the first step to healing, to yeah. actually recognise, yes, it was done, it wasn't right. We don't mm. minimise it in any way, but our reaction and what we've def we've built in from there has actually been sin, and so that's the first step. So, that's... Which is exactly what I had to do because I kept thinking, somebody dared do that to my dad. Yeah. And therefore that, that somebody did that to me. Yeah. You know, and so I was angry for a long time about that whole situation yeah. and yeah and then to go back and go well hang on a second no this is anger that I've taken on myself yes, and yeah. and that was sin yeah and and I mean how many of us have said to our kids I don't care what everybody else is doing <laughs> I'm worried about what you do that's and I right. mean that's how much God loves us as mm. well it's like yes this was done to you but I love you enough to want you to you know to have this right relationship and whatever and and, and of course the enemy wants us to stay in bondage Mm. Um, so the minute we can actually come to that point of repentance and recognizing, well, I have sinned here, then that is going to, you know, help our relationship with God, isn't it, and draw us closer. And something else that really jumped out when you were speaking, where you spoke about little things getting added in, mm. and like I was saying, the enemy's patient; he can sow something twenty, thirty yeah. years before, um, and then he will engineer along the way wherever he can, or take advantage of any situation that's going to that's going to entrench that wrong belief system and that would be the little dropping in yeah. those situations yeah. that are just entrenching that. Mm. It's almost like some people are magnets for specific types of pets. 
He knows what your areas of vulnerability better than you are and even when you've dealt mm. with one, he will always still come, you know, and, and and try and throw something in there all the time just to see if any of those old pathways are open. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you look at sometimes family dynamics, like one person in the family will always be attacked by this specific thing and, you know, Satan will use, like, other people to da 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 Yes, he knows us very well, but God knows us even better. Exactly. Why do we see that it's in us? All right, so that's a, a perfect time to end off our, our podcast today. Um, so we've had a, a bit of an overview of, of strongholds and looking at rejection as well. And, um, you know, we've talked about how strongholds is actually something it is. It is in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 10. Check it out. Um, so we're not making this up. Um, and, you know, that, that there's, there's it's a defence system that, that we ourselves put in place um, in reaction to events in our life. And, and often, as Carolyn said, we go back to the very root of it. There's something in us that's reacted to the Father and there's things that need to be dealt with there. So that's all from us this time. Girls, we um, can't wait to talk to you in our next podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can get onto our website, www.life-house.net, or you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com, Lifehouse Ministries. See you next time. Thank you.